Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show, discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State, streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rockingham app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Sure up the middle, runs away, throws across his body! And that is picked. 49ers have it. Greenlaw. Jackson. End zone. Likely for the touchdown. They give it off to Pacheco. Slamming on the left side. Angling into the end zone. Touchdown. Kansas City. Pop. Goggles the sweet neck through the end zone. And the Chiefs are back in front. And Kansas City, for the sixth consecutive time, is going to the AFC Championship. That's right, folks. We are just a few measly hours away from a AFC-NFC Championship Sunday. Glad you're with us on the Morning Blitz on 1025 Rock AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. The dapper-looking Christian Peck Demet here on this Friday morning. What's up with the confused face as we were rolling through the highlights from last weekend's... Just, just the touchdown call. That's all. Not confused. Just uh. Ah, you were not. You were not making fun of it, were you? Come on no, now. No. The legendary Mitch Holtis talks about no, pop gargling the sweet nectar of the end zone. Oh man. That may have perhaps been what that reaction was to. No. Uh, no. But Holt, Holtis a great, a great play-by-play guy. Not, oh. not knocking him. Just uh. Well, well, surprised. By you the know call. what my favorite thing is of a Chiefs radio broadcast? You know what it is? You ever have you listened to the Chiefs radio broadcast much? I have. I'm kind you of. You know what I'm my favorite for. thing is? It's when there's a penalty flag and they have the sound effect of the doo. You ever heard that before? You know what I'm no, talking I don't about? Know that I have. What? So whenever there's a penalty flag, they've got a guy, a spotter, who hits a button or tells one of the producer to hit like a hot key, either on the computer or on a board that they have. And it's the sound of is what it sounds like. And anyway, they hit it. And that's why you know as a listener that there's a penalty flag without Mitch Holtis having to say it. Although sometimes he does. That is pretty great. So, you know, oh, and it's and it's like it could be in the middle of the call. You know, like there goes Pacheco. He's at the 10, the 15, the five touchdown. Oh, wait, there's a penalty flag, as you already know, because of the sound effect. And I'm just like, that is so cool. It is. It's brilliant. If I didn't have three million it, other things to radio. do in my broadcast, I would certainly <laughs> yeah, add that button. That I would. But I've got way too many other irons in the fire to do that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, just a, a, a cool little thing that I think is really neat that I don't hear it a lot in other broadcasts. In fact, I don't know if I have really. So really cool. Say, I haven't heard of that before. Really cool idea uh, from the Chiefs Radio Network. That's for sure. Good Friday morning, everybody. We're, I appreciate you for joining us here on the Morning Blitz. If you want to Hit us up on the text line. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your comments, your opinions. Uh, whatever you've got to say to us this morning, tell us where you're listening from. We don't care. We'd love to hear from you. The phone the phone number to get a hold of us on the text line, 785-899-2222. Today, we will be discussing the AFC and NFC championships, giving our thoughts, previews, and predictions on that as we go into Lions, 
and Niners, and then, of course, prior to that, Chiefs, and, of course, the Ravens. So we've got four interesting teams, two very good games on tap for Sunday afternoon. We'll get our thoughts on that coming up here in our second segment. Our third question, and I'm kind of, con- I'm just, I'm a little confused, but we've had all that, we've had some coaching hires happen already. Jim Harbaugh, of course, taking the Chargers job was not a shocker to me. It was not a surprise. I think it was well-deserved and a great fit, which I never really got Christian's official thought on that. Are you mad at Harbaugh for leaving Michigan? Or are no, you are no. you happy that are you happy that he was here and he did what he was brought here to do and that's win you a national title? I mean, he he helped bring me what has been the best sports month of my entire life. That's true. By far, by granted. <laughs> uh, yeah, very very low bar as a lifelong Detroit fan. Uh, but no, it was back in I think November. It might have been December, but I think it was back in November. I mean. I thought he was going to the Chargers. I, I called that pretty quick, and I'm not surprised. That, uh, hopefully that wasn't before Brendan Staley was fired that I made that call. But, um, I mean, writing was on the wall either way. But, no, it, by far the best available job, and let's be real, if he stays, uh, apparently they were ridiculously close to a contract extension, him in Michigan. I saw the Detroit News had a nice uh, – report on that that they were actually pretty close to keeping him I guess there was some language in there that Michigan didn't uh, agree to until essentially the 11th hour they already had the deal 99% in place for the Chargers by the time Michigan came around the details on that are unclear but it's pretty obvious that they probably had to do with immunity and things uh, like that to potential NCAA violations but he's Good for him. He's pulling a Pete Carroll and getting out of there before he's banned for life from touching a college football sideline. There you go. Anyway, we'll get to some more thoughts on head coaches that have been hired and ones that have not, which I find are a little bit interesting. We'll get to that in our third and final segment of the day. Uh, of course, though, we have a big night of high school hoops night and a huge night of wrestling, not only today and tomorrow, but there was some big wrestling last night. I do want to get to these real quickly. Some senior nights happening on the mat last night. Goodland lost to Burlington 57-21 at the Max Jones Fieldhouse. Oakley and Rollins County had themselves quite a duel last night. Oakley and Rollins County. Rollins County edged Oakley on the Plainsman senior night 39-38. And Rollins County girls also got the win over the Lady Plainsman 9-6 on senior night. And there's some good senior wrestlers there uh, for Oakley, both boys and girls. Uh, Colby, they improved to 4-0 in duels this year. They took care of McCook, Nebraska, 53-19. The great season for Colby High School Wrestling continues. And Hoxie got a big uh, win over Ray, Colorado. I don't know if Ray is down this year. Ray is usually a power, a power in Colorado in all sports, including wrestling. But Hoxie won handily 60-12 last night in their duel. Uh, today, a full day of high school wrestling. You have Goodland going to the Baldwin Invite. The girls will wrestle today. The boys will wrestle on Saturday. I know that's a fun tournament for the Cowboys and the Cowgirls. They get to go spend a night at a hotel, you know, get to go have that team bonding fun stuff. So I know it's always fun. Uh, I know Coach Schrammick and, and the kids love going to that. So good luck to the Cowboys and Cowgirls and safe travels to Baldwin today. Uh, also, you've got the Mid-Continent League tournament going on today in Ellis, a fun one there and a very highly competitive one. Rollins County girls will be wrestling in Hoisington today. And then Saturday, you've got a couple more tournaments on tap. Oakley's going to Oakley girls are going to Larned uh, for a tournament and Decatur Community Wrestling going to Arapahoe, Nebraska for an invitational. So there you go, a few of the 
a few of the uh, wrestling tournaments going on here uh, this weekend. I, I got to look up. I don't remember Colby's going here on Saturday. I know they're going somewhere, but I forgot. No, I got to look that up. I thought they were going somewhere. I don't somewhere. see anything on their schedule. Maybe they have uh, this. They have it open to recharge the bats. <laughs> recharge the bat exactly and and hey i i know that we were kind of debating whether or not it was their senior night against mccook last night uh for my own confusion just to clear that up it's because they actually still have a couple of uh meets at home and putting air quotes on that tournaments or du- tournaments or duels yeah, the GWAC tournament and the regional tournament, I believe, are both yeah, hosted they, in the Yeah, I know regionals center. are at Colby. I do know that, yeah. Yeah, so it was their senior night against McCook, and a great job uh, to continue and technically technically end uh, their home season. But, right. yeah, they're, they're, they still will play in the event center or wrestle in the event center this yeah, year. Yeah, a couple more times still, which I'm all for that. That's, that's short travels for the schools up here. That's good. <laughs> I like that. It's a lot better. Uh, so there you go. Good luck to all the area wrestlers as they uh, continue their seasons. And once again, enjoy it. We are, what, three weeks away from pretty much wrapping up the wrestling season. We're, I think we're two weeks away from uh, from sub-states and quick. regionals. And then we'll be into state. And, yeah, we'll be all done. Which we got to get a hold of our good friend Mike Holiday. He's our wrestling expert, uh, area wrestling expert. We'll have him on and talk about some of the great wrestling that's going to be happening in the regionals and at the state tournament. Uh, a big night of high school hoops and really a big weekend of high school hoops because Goodland will play a doubleheader tonight against Russell and then play at Hoxie on Saturday. We'll get to those in just a little bit. Uh, you've got Wallace County tonight hosting Decatur Community. Golden Plains going to Shylin. Tri-Plains Brewster heads to Logan Palco. Uh, Quinter will host Hoxie. That's a rivalry game, an old rivalry game. Uh, and that one uh, means a lot to both of those schools. So that'll be a big one for both Quinter and Hoxie. And I I expect those to be pretty decent games, although I do expect Hoxie girls to get the win of the boys. I don't know. We'll see. It could be a toss-up there. Uh, Rollins County will host St. Francis at another rivalry game. That's the battle for the Oak, at least on the basketball floor. Uh, Oakley is at Hill City tonight. And then Christian, the very dapper-looking Christian Peck Dimmit, will be on 100 point through the ride, covering Colby going to Holcomb, which... That was a, was that a sweep for Colby in the event center back in December? That was a sweep, right? It was it was a sweep That's in the thought. event center, and it was a very tight, hotly contested ball game on both ends. So it should be pretty fun. I'm I'm excited for it. What what stands out to you from the first game that you are interested to see if it happens here in the second? Does that make sense on that question? Absolutely, it does, and that's uh, kind of what you have to look at. Uh, almost when when you're getting now into the the second round for a couple of these teams that you're playing, and it is kind of the meat of the GWAC schedule here for Colby. You know, we've mentioned a couple times they've had a little bit of ups and downs in their schedule uh, in terms of kind of oddly long breaks uh, in the middle of weeks and things like that. Uh, but it's pretty much two and three games uh, every week, I believe, every week, uh, all the way the rest of the, all the rest of the way through their schedule. Uh, the thing that would stand out most to me, we'll start with the girls' game, uh, which is both of these teams on both sides, very, very good. Uh, particularly the the Holcomb girls and boys are playing really well right now. Both carry win streaks of at least three games into these ball games, and they're playing good ball right now. And th- that's actually pretty similar to if you remember the first time that Colby played them. I believe both teams were undefeated at the time, and uh, especially for the boys to hand the Longhorns their first loss, that was big. 
for the Lady Eagles, I think it's the the second half is what you need from them uh, to be similar. So it was tied at half, and then Holcomb had a 12-point lead, and then Colby outscored him by 25 points the rest of the way, and it was kind of back and forth and hotly contested for a lot of this thing. But the 12-point the win for the Lady Eagles was not indicative of how close it was. So I think you really need to be on point in the second half and knocking down your outside shots. They made six threes, did Colby, in that first game uh, against Holcomb. And that's been Colby's biggest downfall on the girls' side is they've played great defense, they've shared the ball, they've forced a ton of turnovers, and they've gotten good looks. But the shooting percentages are simply not there, particularly because you have a, a number of very highly effective shooters, Logan Nolan, Ali Flanagan, jump out in that department, that just haven't found the same stroke that they had a year ago and that we know they're capable of. Both, however, are, have strung a couple of good games together for Colby, and it'd be really nice to see them catch more nylon in this one because it's what they'll need, certainly, to spread out this long Holcomb defense. Uh, Logan Nolan, I mean, she is after every practice putting up shots. Most practices, she's there before putting up shots as well. And it, if she can get hot like we know she can, I think that opens up another gear for this offense. For, for the boys' side, it's, it's that age-old story that we've told a, a thousand times, it seems, with, uh, with the Colby boys, which is, can we have a score that isn't Jordan Jones or Guy Tubbs? And particularly, that was an issue in that first game. The final score of the Eagle boys versus the Holcomb boys, 41-36. This thing was a dogfight. It was a slugfest. And believe it or not, at the time, 41 points scored against Holcomb uh, was the most that the Longhorns had given up in a single game. So that was a, a win in some ways, but uh, it, you don't want it to be that much of a dogfight because Colby was leading through three quarters, and they especially, out of the jump, had played really well and then gave up a big fourth quarter, 16 points in the fourth to the Longhorns and kind of let him back into this game to make it really tight. And I'd, I'd love Guy Tubbs to have a great game because he uh, is on a heater right now and, and ha is coming off the best weekend of basketball that maybe he's ever played, certainly against the competition that he was facing off against. But he only had 10 points uh, against Holcomb, and obviously they have a great long defense, and they uh, average, I believe it's 38 points given up in their wins, and it's closer to, I think it's just north of 50 points in their losses. So you, if you can come out of the gate and have Guy Tubbs kind of set the tone down low, I think that's big for you. The thing that stands out to me in the boys' game has really just been the play of Holcomb this year because Holcomb started off the year 4-0, lost to Colby, uh, lost to Goodland pretty handily in that game, and then lost to Ulysses, and in, in very handily, lost 58-41 to Ulysses, which was a bit of a stunner um, you know, in the first game back from the holiday break. But from that point forward, Holcomb apparently has found something. They beat Scott City. 
5341 back on the 12th of January. That was a good I mean that's a double digit point win for you against a really good Scott City team. At home too, mind you. That's another big thing. When Holcomb lost a lot of these games, in fact, all their four losses have come on the road. They've won every single home game and they've got a lot of those coming up down the stretch including tonight. They're a different team when they play in front of their home crowd down there. They just are. But if you look at Holcomb and you see what they've done since January 12th, they beat Scott City. They do lose by five on the road in Lakin. But then they go to their midseason tournament, which I don't know where it was at, but they took on teams that we aren't used to playing. Eureka, Whitewater, and then they had to take on Heston. And Heston is a pretty good basketball program. They've been pretty good. They have two losses on the season. And they beat them in the championship game of that midseason tournament, 42-38. So Holcomb has found something here in the middle of the season that they didn't have early on. I don't know what it is, but I'm intrigued to see what they look like now going through the GWAC. Uh, a majority of teams, Colby, Goodland, Ulysses, the second time through. I'm intrigued to see because I was impressed on how unHolcomb-like they looked the first time we saw them. I, that was not how I expected them to play. But it looks like, just on paper, that they have found something here as of late. And I think that's something that I'm intrigued to see what happens here over the next couple of games on the boys' side. And and, and, and yeah, then, yeah, sorry, then I'll finish up on the girls in just a second here, but yeah. No, I was just going to say, there. Tom Stevens is a uh, a man of few words, but the the few things that he did say when we talked last night were they're on a heater right now. They're they're playing really good ball, just like the first time that they faced them, and it's not easy, like you said, to go down into Holcomb and beat these teams. No one's done it yet, but the uh, the Eagles do have that key, and I'm sure it is a nice thing in the back of their mind to know that they are one of the few losses this year for the Longhorns. Another thing to keep in mind tonight, this is an official GWAC game. This will count towards the GWAC schedule. So even though you might have beat them or lost to them in the first time, it, it, it goes on the overall record. But if you're looking to try and you know win the league title, you got to win this game tonight. And that's what, that's what transitioning in the girls game because I think these teams are very evenly matched. I think they're very evenly matched. It just comes down to who makes the least amount of turnovers, who finds a way to make the shots when they need it, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, so limiting the turnovers, making shots when you absolutely need it, that's going to be big here tonight. Can Colby defend the three ball of Holcomb? Because if they get, they're playing in their home gym, and when they get hot, they're a hard team to stop. Um, so that's going to be big, defending the three tonight for Colby. So I look forward to seeing how those games play out tonight. We'll be interested to see what those final scores are. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm highly intrigued. Both games, I think the girls' game, very very evenly matched, and the boys' game, I think, is evenly matched. But there's something about Holcomb that's brewing and percolating in that coffee pot oh, down yeah. there in Holcomb. I don't know what exactly it is, but something's going on, and people need to pay attention to it. Uh, Coach Novak's got something rolling uh, after kind of a sluggish start to the season. So, quick, once again. Quick note, uh, Holcomb, the Lady Longhorns, made only two threes in that first game, Ross is exactly right. Defending the perimeter, always important these days, but particularly against a Longhorns team that can get red hot. Uh, tonight, we will also have coverage on 1025 UROC of Goodland and Russell. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on these games because uh, if things go according to plan, Goodland should just take care of business. Uh, both Russell teams come in having tough seasons. Um, the girls, though, after winning just, I think, was two games last year, have won three games already. So give Russell some credit. They've, they have improved. 
Uh, they were a very they were a pretty young team last year. They didn't graduate anybody, and they bring everybody back, including a transfer in from Wilson, who is their best player. Um, Thielen, right? I'm gonna make sure that's right. I believe it's Anna Thielen. You you guys so. played Russell, right? Yeah, you played Russell. We did, and yeah, you're. And so anyway, you should be able to take care of. So this. and anyway, this is no, Russell's just they're they're having some rough year on the girls' side, like they did last year. I think they've won five games in the last two seasons. So if if Goodland comes out and plays their potential, uh, they should be able to you know you know get this win tonight. Uh, once again, I'm always intrigued what head coach Bill Behrman has up his sleeve to motivate his girls in these type of games. He's had to do it the last couple of years against multiple different opponents, and so I'm intrigued what his his game plan is. You know, we we got to grab 15 more rebounds, and then then what uh, then what our opponent does. Or, you know, or it'll be interesting to see what he has planned. Um, on the boys' side, there should this should be a little bit, just a little bit of a, a sour taste in the Cowboys' mouth because last year the Cowboys went to Russell and got bombarded. Pretty much meaning that <laughs> I think Goodland went in thinking they were going to win this game or had a good chance of winning it, and Russell shot the lights out of the gym. It was like their best three-point shooting they had in time. They had two guys go for career highs and another guy match a career high. They shot the lights out of the gym, and they beat the Cowboys. And I have a feeling just in my gut that Goodland's like, all right, we know what happened last year, and now it's time for payback. And so – Russell graduate had eight seniors on that team. They're, they've, of course, all graduated, and so they're practically starting over, and they've had a rough go um, so far this year. But I, I look for, for Goodland, both boys and girls, to, to have pretty convincing wins tonight. We'll see. You never know. I mean, as long as you bring it. If you bring it, I feel like you have a convincing win. If you don't, you always leave the door open to being beat. But if you bring it tonight – have a pretty good feeling that the Cowboys and Cowgirls can take care of business. And then before we get – oh, yeah, sorry, one more point here on Russell. Real quick, Anna Thielen uh, was the only one against the Lady Eagles uh, who had more than one field goal make. Yeah. Anna, I'm hooked on a Thielen. There we go. <laughs> that's, all I ever thought, that's all I thought of. And her brother, I think, is Sam. Sam Thielen, who plays for Russell as well. Um, so anyway – uh, we move on to Saturday. That's where we've got a very, very big basketball game. Goodland and Hoxie girls meeting on Saturday evening is a gargant- gargantuan matchup because you've got a ranked 3A Goodland team and a top and one of the top ranked teams in 2A in Hoxie on their home floor in their small. I'm not making it. This is not a negative thing, but in their small gym where it's going to be packed and it's going to be loud and oh man, I cannot wait. It's going to be a circus in that gym, and I cannot wait to see it. Um, and so, Hoxie and Goodland, the girls, a top 10 matchup in different classifications, but should be a dandy, a dandy of a basketball game. Uh, and I, I believe that's going to come down to the last couple of possessions. I really do. I think it's going to come down to be that kind of game. Uh, and then you have uh, the boys' game, which I expect. I expect Goodland, if once again, if they go on, once again, playing on the road's a little bit different, but if you bring your focus. You take care of your business. You should be able to pick up a win at Hoxie. But once again, you're on the road, and sometimes crazy things happen when you're on the road. So that's tomorrow. That's on tomorrow night, Saturday night, on 102.5 U Rock. So four games in a matter of uh, 48 hours. Pretty close to that. Pretty close. 24 hours actually. I was going to yeah, say 24 hours. Yeah, half of that. Four games in 24 and hours. If, if you're doing nothing, you don't have to watch the conference championships until Sunday. If you got nothing to do on a Saturday night, that is a great, a great way to use your time. That Ross could not have sold it any better. That is going to be 
a phenomenal basketball game. The length of both of your defenses, Goodland, of course, and Hoxie's, I mean, that's going to be a showdown. Hopefully Goodland can hold on to the basketball. They've had some issues with some turnovers the last yeah. few games, oh and gosh. hopefully that's going to be something that uh, that they can do against uh, Hoxie. We'll see. I'll be intrigued. It's going to be very, very interesting. And because it's on the road and Hoxie makes it even more enticing to me. Um, that's going to be one of those games where it's going to test your grit. And uh, you love, as I think as coaches, as fans, as fans, you're nervous about it. As broadcasters, you love to see it. And as coaches, I think you're probably, you're, you're excited to see what your team can do in these type of situations. I think that's what you want to see. Um, and so I, I look forward to seeing what uh, what the Cowgirls have. And this should be a very interesting game on Saturday night. There you go. That's a, that's a preview of uh, what's expected on the radio waves of Rocking and Media today and tomorrow. And then, of course, what's expected around the region with high school hoops as well. Uh, let's get to a break. We're at it about 33 minutes past the top of the hour. We'll take a break. Come back. AFC-NFC title games are on Sunday. Our thoughts and opinions on those are next. You're listening to The Morning Blitz.